Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick, also known as T-Love in fire hydrant circles. That's dog walkers to you and me. And uh, with me, as always, I have the entertaining, sometimes plaid-wearing hunter of hearts, if you will, the Lord Chancellor Marshall, a.k.a. Sean Quigley, also known as the Quig in the circles of crochet artists. Mm. He's yes, a, and a fine people they are. Fine people they are, crochet artists, absolutely. You don't want to cross them, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was so... <laughs> So bad. I, I don't even know where to go from there. I don't know where to go from there. I'm ruined. It's like the rest of this episode is just garbage. It's all, it's all downhill from here because... Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well, folks, thank you for tuning in for another episode. This is episode 49. For those of you that don't know, our show is... Um, we watch a movie or TV show that few people have seen or heard. We watch the middle 20 minutes of it. If it's foreign language, aka not English, we will turn up the subtitles so we have a tougher time of figuring out what's going on. And then at the same time, we review local eateries and local breweries whenever possible. So, uh, without further ado, our show today is a Korean drama called Strong Girl Bong Soon. And um, that was listed as, hold on, I, ha- I have the description here. Which why why we kind of or I at least kind of said like oh well this seems like a fun thing. Born with supernatural strength, Bong Soon fights evil and procures justice while getting tangled in a love triangle with her CEO boss and a cop crush. So I, I forgot that it was a drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't seem like a drama. I, I have to say that it's it's listed as a K drama and as a thriller. No TV shows and K dramas. That's what it's listed at. And our eatery today is Cubby's Barbecue in Hackensack, New Jersey. And our drink today, and as we always say, our drinks are usually the, the, the stars of the show, is Last Brunch by Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing. And this is a coffee porter that is 6.7% ABV and 30 IBUs. And the young man at the uh, liquor store told me, and I don't know how true it's going to be, he basically said... It smells just like a latte. Oh. So, we'll see if his words hold any water. So, I dare say we should pop these puppies open and uh, give that lovely sound to our listeners, yeah? And see what it's all about? Yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, oh, I can already see creamy. Let's see. Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. Although, yeah. it's a little bit puzzling. I don't know if it's because I had coffee before we did this. 
I don't mm. taste that much coffee in it. No. No, it's it's very light. It's very light. Interesting. And I mean, it's a porter. It almost ta- it almost tastes to me like it's a mm. coffee flavored lager. Let's say here light roasts. Okay. With hints of smoky chocolate. Okay. But I mean, this is an easy drink. Yeah. I mean, it's six point seven. Wouldn't tell. Couldn't tell. I would think this is a four point five. It's a really easy drink. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No, I wouldn't know that. Either. And 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 like I said, it's not particularly coffee-y. Doesn't smell like a latte to me. To me, it smells like a lager. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, this is like almost like a f- coffee flavored lager to me, as opposed to a porter. I don't yeah. know. Porter seems a lot richer to me than this. Yeah. If I was to yeah, if I, if again, if I blind taste test, I would not. I would say a black lager. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think the same thing. I'd be like, it's like one of those like, you know, Modelo Negro things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Negro Modelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's it's almost like a Negro Modelo. Yeah. You're absolutely right, which I enjoy. Yeah. But, wow. Okay, not what I expected. No. Huh. So, once again, we've been surprised by beers lately. Yeah. Because we're expecting one thing and it's like, what? no, that's not... I mean, that pecan pie porter also last week was kind of like, well, that's... It was sort of porterish. It was yeah. more of a porter, I think, that one than this one. Uh, the pecan pie, yeah, I thought. Yes, yeah. I'd this this definitely, this. like, to me, is like a black lager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or even a, a, a black pilsner. <laughs> I mean, almost... It's yeah. very light. It's not bad. It I mean, it's not, it's not a knock on it. It's just not what I expected. No, it, it, is, it, is, it, it is very light. It, it it really is. It would you know, like, it's, it's hard to tell from the can. It looks like it's really dark from the can, but it, I wouldn't have thought it would be that dark. Like, I'd have it look like you know. I can always I can always get us a glass so we can get a good look at it. Let us examine that color, my friend. You want to pour? You want me to pour? Uh, yeah. Let's, pour. let's see. Very much looks like a porter. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it comes in a nice pint can, so there's that. It has a lovely head. Yeah, it does not taste like it looks. No, it does it not so taste like. Ri- it. it looks like it's gonna be. It looks like it's gonna smack you in the face. Yeah, and literally, it looks like you're having one of these and going to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what it looks like. But it's 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 so light. It smells a little more coffee, you know, it's in a glass. I can smell the coffee a little more, I think. Yeah, no, I can definitely smell the coffee more than that's in the glass. I mean, now um, that you say, now after a few sips, I can, yeah. I can taste it a little, but a little bit, not. Yeah. No, I mean it's not a, nowhere near as strong as most. No, I, I mean, I, I was just telling Sean before we started. Uh, uh, I was at the elementary and they had their Arecibo, which is basically a, a, a kicked-up version of their Puerto Rico, which is a coffee porter, and it was fantastic, and it was just. Every best quality you can think of of a beer and a coffee in one. This that, I mean, if we were here drinking it, like I said, I'd, I'd give it a four eight, a four nine. Yeah. That that beer is pretty much a beer that I would want to drink every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, because we always talk about like a five is just so unattainable because if it's a five, you really well, why would you drink any other beer kind of stuff? Yeah. Arecibo is <laughs> very close to that. It's because it's just that good. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, no harsh after flavors or anything like that. It's well, surprising. Yeah. But how have you been, sir? 
I kind of made our intro a little short because I wanted to get to the beer. I was thirsty. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, good. You know. Yeah. Good, good. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Uh, I'm, uh, Anything new on the horizon? I'm off uh, doing some... Well, I don't know how much of it I'll be doing today, but I'm going to be later on today off to work to, to mess around with bird stuff. Falconing. Ooh, Falconing that's stuff. fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to give me some dates so I can come with the nephews. Yeah. So we can uh, that because they'll really love that, especially Enzo. He'll be totally into it. Yeah. Well, we've got very busy. Coming I was going to say it's going to be crazy now, isn't it? Yeah. The next few weeks. Yeah, we've got Hell Week coming up, which is from the twenty sixth uh-huh. to the to New Year. It's okay. three shows a day, every day. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like 18 shows in like six days. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey. Good. It's a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a solid gig. It is. So, all right. So, let's let's get started on our show, Strong Girl Bong Soon. So, it's a Korean TV show, supposedly a drama, and it starts off, we get 20 minutes in, it had, oh, I forget how many episodes. Did, do you remember how many episodes were I there? I didn't even look. I didn't even see um, Hold on, I'll, I have it. 16 episodes. So, it's from 2017. So, I don't know if that's one season or two seasons at eight or whatever. Yeah. But the episode was about, and I don't know if it's because it was the first episode, was an hour and nine minutes long. So, 69 minutes long. So, we started, the middle is roughly 35 minutes. We started at minute 25 and watched a minute 45. So, it starts in an office-looking area, and you see a bunch of little kids dressed up in uniforms, almost like it's a youth soccer team or something like that. And the kids are talking, and you see this girl, and she's kind of she's got red hair, Korean girl, obviously. Um, and then there's a bunch of other young men talking. And when I say young men, and they're supposed to be kind of sort of in charge... Because the one guy we see is the CEO. His face is so young looking. And I said, I turned to Sean and I said, if he walked in and I didn't see the rest of the body and I just saw his face, I would have thought he was a playmate of my eight-year-old nephew. I mean, that's how young he looked. Yeah. It, it was like almost ludicrous to think that this was an adult. Literally like baby's bottom face. I, I mean, like w- without a flaw... Like, a step away from being like, is that plastic? I mean, that's how yeah. flawless this is. And he wasn't the only one. The girl had the same skin. The other young guy had the same skin. Yeah. Uh, 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 another dude had the same skin, though he was older. Even like the woman who played her mother later on was like, oh, she looks yeah. like if you saw her at a distance, you're like, wow, she's a good looking young woman. And then you're like, wait, when you come up close, you see like little things here and there. Like she's got to be in her 40s, if not 50s. It's like Michael Jackson's skin. Before it started to fall off, before pieces of his face started to crumble, off. right? Like, it it in was like nineteen ninety eight Michael Jackson face, right? It was <laughs> the the skin was flawless and it just looked ridiculously young. So like right away, I'm kind of like, so there's one guy he's supposed to be a cop and there's another guy he's supposed to be the CEO. And right away, I'm like the cop of what? The CEO of what? I mean, they literally look like they're junior high school, not even, you know? Yeah. So the kids are talking. Um, they're talking to the girl, and then the young guy who's the cop is saying something to the girl, and the young guy who's the CEO, he's going off saying something, and there's a bunch of cops, I think, that are in the room, and they all look like they had the shit beat out of them, like there's literally literally a guy with a neck brace, they all look beat up, 
and they're saying something to the girl. Uh, and there's an older guy. This is all a detective squad room, it looks like. And there's an older guy, and he's trying to mediate stuff. And then all the injured guys get all riled up, and somebody's trying to calm them down after they all, like, say something. And the girl turns and look at them, and they all sit down and kind of, like, suck into themselves. So the assumption is, okay, the girl is the superpowered girl, mm. and she beat the shit out of all of these cops that don't know why. But, and and not quite sure, are they cops, or were they just, like... Guys being like processed in the department because later they're all in the hospital. We saw them. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like they have to be cops. They were like, probably cops. I mean, I, I, it, it was too casual for them not to be. Yeah, no, no, you're right. They were probably all cops. Yeah. So they're going back and forth. So like, they're upset with the girl. She doesn't give a shit. Uh -huh. Um, the cop, the young cop, says something to her. And she feels a little guilty. But then she looks at the kids. And the kids look at her and they smile. And she winks. And they make a little video game sound when she winks. Like, mm -hmm. and like, wait, what? And then the kids smile again. And you hear like too much laughter. Almost like canned laughter in a video game. Like you were just playing Sonic the Hedgehog. And something funny happened in those in-between scenes that they have in the video games. Yeah. And you hear this canned laughter, and then they show the girl again, and she looks at the cops, and the cops all like tuck their heads again, and then she looks back at the girls, and she waves with her hand kind of like resting against her face, chin, waggling her fingers at them, and it's like pixie dust music, like clinky, 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 clinky. All I can think is it's like, it's got to be something wherein, like in England, the, the stereotype in BBC, and it's not so much anymore, but it used to be the case that in the BBC or... Um, it became a thing in Star Wars with the Wilhelm scream and all that. I think that was even a BBC sound effect. But BBC famously had a sound effect like set of albums that was like the set of albums that anyone who was putting together production for anything had. Right, 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 right. Sound effect on. And right. It was part of the BBC library, and you could like rent it out. Right, right, and right. And use right, the BBC right. sound sound effects. So you'd have all these shows have the same sound effects for things, and there are certain sound effects to this day that you can will pop up all the time. It's almost like in this show, or maybe it's just Korea. Right, it's right, like right. Their version of that is just they go back to their back catalogue of like, and it's <laughs> right. just all video games. It's sounds. It's just literally like, That's all we have. It's literally whimsical music and video game sounds. Like you're in a video, a yeah. live version video game. That yeah. which I was just like, this is really puzzling. It's motivational. That's the other thing I like about it. It's like. The Asian video game music is always motivational. Yes. It's always like, you can do it. Yes. Gotta get to that next level. You're gonna win the day today. It's always like that. Even like the soccer games. If ever you play like the Asian versions of like, you know, you have like FIFA soccer, which is like the westernized version. Yes. But you get this that every year they come out as the Pro Evolution Soccer, which is the Konami. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah version yeah, yeah, yeah. of FIFA and the music I mean it all looks western it's soccer but the music is always that same thing and it's always the music is vaguely yes like, yes do, 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 it's, do. It, it's a little bit like uh, what's that song oh you're the best 
around. And it's like they're trying to copy that song without getting any infringement like thrown yeah. their way. And, and that's what all the music sounds like. That's right. Yeah. 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 I, I mean this is what it's yeah, this is what it sounds like. So so when it first happened, I was kinda like, it's like I would I would find these people who make this music for a living and play them like Radiohead. <laughs> right. I'd be like, listen to this. Right. See what you think. And then you'd be like, What? <laughs> right. <laughs> this right. is what you listen to in the West? They're like, yeah. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> Because when it first happened, I was kind of like, did I just hear that or am I having a stroke? I'm not quite sure what just happened here. But then it happened again. And I was just like, well, that's an odd choice, especially considering it's listed as a drama. Mm. I would call this more, and now I haven't seen it all. I know she's like the main character, but it's almost like a buddy action comedy thing than a drama yeah, yeah, it's certainly a lot more dude where's my car than it is like Taggart. <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> it kind of was. So anyway, so the girl... This um, is a Korean version of girl in the, with the dragon tattoo. Yes, right, <laughs> it's, the, it's the girl with the lollipop yeah. and, and the pink fur coat, I mean, that's what it was. So, um, or was it orange, I don't remember now. So anyway, so there's a bunch of this basically like almost comical, almost like Keystone Copish. Where the cops that are all injured all get up in, in a huff and are like just big nonsense going on and somebody calms them down and the girl looks at them and they all sit down kind of stuff. So this happens a couple of times now. And then the young cop says something to her and she looks kind of upset. And I don't know if he knows her from somewhere before or whatever, but she looks like a little bit chastised by what he says. So now the scene changes. The other young guy that you figure out is the CEO... Is, is walking out with his uh, majordomo. I don't know what you would call his, like, basically his number one assistant, whatever that guy is. Yeah. And he's walking out with her, and then the girl walks out. And he says something to her to the effect of, from what I could gather, obviously I don't speak Korean, but he says something, and something he says, oh, thank you. And basically what, what I interpreted was, he's basically saying, like, you know, a thank you would be nice. Since I saved your whatever it was. And she just kind of gives him a look. and <laughs> Which is weird when he said that in English. She said, oh, thank you. Right. Because this year I was like, why did he say that? And then I was thinking like, is that like whenever like I'm just being a dick like, and I would just say something in a foreign language for fun, for no reason. Oh, merci. Like, I'll just say, yeah, oh, merci, or like, au revoir. Au revoir. Right. Merci beaucoup. Just because I'm being oh, a prick. Thank you. It's like, right. No, uh, it's like, read between lines, you're being a prick. It's yeah, like, right, 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 right. He's just like, oh, thank you. Right, right. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it yeah. was. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it was. And she gives him, obviously, a very, she has a lollipop. So this is all very getting, and it's, it's a little bit bizarre. Because they're so youthful looking. And she's giving this sassy like look with the lollipop and and then they start playing like funk music. Yeah. Like we're like this is gonna be a porn now, and they're gonna start humping in the parking lot. This is in front of the police station. Um says, now you've said that with a sass that now makes uh, trust me that my brain went there, but then you say that and I'm thinking, oh it's so awkward. But then I imagine like it's, I'm trying to think like the CD versions like that. Like are there like if you went to like strip clubs in Korea, there's just they all, all these look like, like porcelain kids? children. Right. And not so much the dancers, but just the guys. Servers like the and the guys. Oh, right, right, right. Just right, all right, these right. young like, yes. friends, like Creepy. It's a little Which bit creepy. Is, it's funny. I, I was listening to something recently. It was a podcast. They were talking about it. 
and it was I, I can't remember if it was a specific Asian country or it was Asia uh-huh. if it was a specific country it was either China or Japan I can't remember which one and they they're saying that they're like the culture has become so desexualized like they're uh, the the uh, the rates of um, reproduction are like plummeting really like maybe it's Japan perhaps uh, I think it's oh. Japan and it's and it what it is is it's just a no basically no one's having sex like young people just aren't having sex anymore why and would they all, stop doing that I know apparently they were focused on their career like everyone is focusing on their careers uh. and like furthering themselves and like doing that and they're not just fucking around like the, and the the, the like average age of like you know people having not had sex is like going up and up and up and there's a whole like never having sex before yeah like you know there's like all, virgins yeah there's all these like 30 year old virgins <laughs> in Japan <laughs> there's, there's just like corporations full of virgins yeah no I, I, dude don't I, say that out loud because now there's going to be an influx of like surfer bros that are all going <laughs> to move to freaking Japan yeah, no, it's it's this weird. Um, uh, That's crazy. Yeah, dude. it's a really weird um, cultural thing. thing happening. Yeah. Okay. Look here. The first thing I put it into Google is an, an article from the Independent. So that's me. okay. Young Japanese people are not having sex, and then the Guardian: Why young people in Japan stopped having sex? It's it's a whole thing. Nearly a third of Japanese people entering their thirties without sexual experience. What? A th- third of Japanese people entering their 30s of urchins. That's crazy, yeah, dude. It's a huge thing. It's not like a little thing. It's a huge, massive thing. And the, the reason they were talking about it on the podcast is because they were talking about all the crazy new like ways that innovative tech ways they're coming up with like like VR porn and like all these like sex toys and machines right, and all the real right, dolls right, right, and all right, that. Right, right, right. And one of the reasons it's exploding right. in Japan. <laughs> no pun intended. You have all these like this guy, you have these millionaire like people in their twenties uh-huh. and these top industry like tech people that make so much money, they never had sex. They spent all their time doing this and they're just spending all their money on like real girls. Oh that was it. There's an app there's these apps now. People are marrying virtual women there's the virtual pop stars there's this whole thing they were talking about there's this really huge virtual pop star who's really big in japan right now who she's not real like someone does the voice but it's like a cgi character and she does gigs and it sells out and it's just a cgi projection they put up and and she's a huge star but people are marrying her the people who like own the rights to her sell off marriage licenses where you can get married to her this pop star but multiple people not just one person and and they give you this like thing that you can plug in, you get home, and it's like a and it pops up and it pretends to have like a conversation and it's like like, Hey honey, how's your day? What? And they're these people that actually they're doing this and they're like living these lives instead of going out and like meeting people. Wait a it's minute. A whole I, thing. Wait a minute, I, I <laughs> What how wait, how does the law allow that? Yeah. Doesn't that open a whole can of <coughs> worms where they're going to like now suit a corporation for I want a marital support or something? I mean, wh- no, I have no idea. It's all in the thing. It's crazy. Yeah, like this article from The Guardian says, yeah, around 31% of people aged 18 to 34 from Ireland say they're virgins. From Ireland? No, from, sorry. It says from <laughs> Japan. <It> said that, <laughs> I was going to say, what are you talking about? No, no, they're no, Catholics. No. That's yeah. not fucking possible. <laughs> no, no, no. From the island nation. Oh, from okay. the island nation. The island nation. Okay, my bad. My bad. Uh, yeah, 31% of 18 to 34 year olds. Oh my. What? 
Yep. That's crazy, that, dude. And they think, uh, one woman, when asked why they think 64% of people in the same age group are not in relationships, she said she thought men cannot be bothered to ask women on dates because it was easier to watch internet porn. That's what she, that's what this person said. But yeah, they're having a huge... <laughs> you know, she's not wrong. <laughs> they, yeah, that's true. It's, it's a lot easier to just put on freaking Pornhub and watch something and, <laughs> and rub one out instead of asking a woman on a date. Yeah, but it's, it's like one of the only places in the world, like built up Western places where it's just going to decline. They're saying, Japan's National Institute of Population and Social Security Research predicts that the country's current population of 127 million will decline by nearly 40 million by 2065 at current rates. Well, yeah, because they had a problem with the aging population there. Aging population, not Asian population. Aging population already there, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Wow. And then, and they're, they then don't they're have to talk to women. They don't know how to talk to women. This is the bit, when you read between the lines of that whole article, it's talking about all these various people. Basically, they just don't know how to talk to women. The guys, like young guys, they don't know how to... Because they just, they work or they do whatever or they, they're online or on the phones or like, they just... And I see that though because I see young people now anyway. I see, of course, young people don't know how to talk to right. each other. Like when you, you know, I mean, it was, it's always awkward to talk to the opposite sex when you're like a teenager and when you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But adding phones and social media and no, Facebook and no. Instagram and all this other stuff. Well, it, Talk like, about all the pressures. I, like, I, I, I've said it before, if I wasn't doing the acting bit where... For those that you don't know, especially when you're you're uh, uh, well, even if you're ha if you have an agent, but even especially so without an agent, when you apply for jobs and somebody replies back to you, if you don't have that reply in email, basically on you instantly, and you don't reply within three minutes. Yeah, that too late. They've already have twelve people that have replied. And they're not going to bother with you. It happens so fast, and it's the only reason why I have a smartphone on me. And it's the only and and I hate to say it, I've become kind of like dependent on the stupid phone, and I hate it because I know when I put it down and I just walk away from it, I, I get so much more shit done yeah. in my life than when I have the phone with me. And and so, like you said, it's like that is so distracting to me, and I'm married and all that, and a grown man, and and don't have all the but as a kid, if I had this as a kid, can't yeah, think of all the stuff you wouldn't get done. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah, as it is now. I mean, I look at my nephews and with the iPads, and they're just on the iPads all the time, and it's just like you, yeah. you got to take it away from them, you know. And, yeah. and and my sister in law, she's she's trying, but they've become so dependent. It's like, oh no, I it's it's really kind of a zombification, because and, and I I see why parents do it. Yeah. Especially, you know, the generation that's that's my age and, and maybe your generation's age where they're working so hard. And, you know, because the job isn't anymore nine to five, mm. right? Because first they started taking away lunches, at least in the U.S. And unless, unless you're union, it's basically, no, now your job is nine to five thirty at best if they let you have a half hour lunch. Yeah. But, you know, what I was doing, I'd, I'd get to work seven thirty eight o'clock and I wouldn't leave till five. Yeah. You know, and I still wouldn't get to any of my work because I'm called into this meeting, that meeting, this meeting, that meeting. It's like, how am I going to get anything done? So, you know, on top of that, you come home and your kids are crying or whatever. It's like, well, here, have an iPad. Why don't you watch the iPad for an hour and a half so I can catch up on some of my work yeah, yeah. or I can catch up on the bills or I can go to the grocery store and get, you know what I'm saying? So I understand why it's happening. But at the same time, I, I, I think it's awful. 
Oh, it is awful. I can't. I I would. I can't imagine how I would have got through school if I if they'd had smartphones. Because already I procrastinated to it. <laughs> I was terrible when it came to like tests or even in class, listening to the teachers. You know, reading what was on the board or yeah. anything like. Yeah. Long gone that fucking day of like literally they were still chalk and boards. Right, 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 right. Might, might as well be the Victorian age, like literally writing with chalk on the boards. Now it's all fucking computers. Everyone has their own computer sitting there. From the time I left college to was I think two years that all the colleges ended up getting internet. Yeah. And I remember my brother in law, who was about three years younger than me, but he went to college later. Uh, um, because he was in the military first. He went to college. He said, oh, what kind of uh, internet connection did you have in college? I was like, I didn't have fucking internet in college. What are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, what? And I was like, he was like, but you know, you finished college, what, four or five years ago? I'm like, yeah, we didn't have internet. Yeah. There was no internet. The closest thing was this thing called Vax. Yeah. And I remember, now we had computers and we had computer labs. But back then, Windows 95 still hadn't come out yet. So if you, and there was like the first computer lab I went, or I remember I went to write a book report. I had no idea how to even turn on the fucking computer because uh-huh. it was IBM, and unless you were versed in the software, yeah, you know, So it was literally a room full of kids just like staring at a screen and waiting for the kid working the computer lab to like tell them how to start the the the, the word processor. Uh-huh. And and then like my roommate said like, oh, go to the Apple lab. Apple is more intuitive. You'll be able to figure out in no time. So I was like, oh, okay, let me go. I went to Apple, and sure enough, Apple basically had what ended up being the Windows version. And I got working in no time. But then I remember one day I was working on a, on a physics report. And, and I came in and I saw a buddy of mine there. And I said, uh, I'm talking about you, Moffat, if you're listening. Um, and I said, hey, what you doing? And he was on one of these older IBM computers. He's like, uh, oh, I'm talking to a girl in Connecticut. And I remember just kind of like looking around the room. Because like, I'm looking for a cell phone. I'm like, wait, what? what where's you, where's you? Where's your phone? He says, no, no, no. I'm talking to her through a computer. And I was kind of like, you know, Yoda just gave me the mysteries of the universe. And I was like, what? What What magic is this? What are you talking about? And sure enough, he's like typing a line and he fires it off. And all it is is in the old amber, you know, the black screen with the amber lettering. And then like he fires it off and a couple of, I don't know, 30 seconds or something, he gets a reply back from the girl. And I'm like, Oh, you, wow. And I mean, that was my, literally my senior year. Yeah, yeah. And I remember just going, and then like I said, like a couple of years later, my brother-in-law is in, in, in college and he's got a T1 line at the time, which was just like crazy fast. And I was just like, nope, I, I don't know what the hell the internet is and we didn't have it in college. Which, at the same time, thank God. Oh God, yeah. Because the things that I got up to in high school and college, I would not want the whole world to know about it. And you know there was always at least one dick who Uh would just post it for everybody to see. Yeah. That's what's so crazy in such a small amount of time. The the huge Mm. difference. There, there I can count on... Certainly no more than... I can count with both my hands, like up to ten, probably the amount of photos I could find on the internet of me at college. Right. There's probably no more than 10. And that was, you know, that was like, that was 10 years ago. Right. And even in that 10 years. Yeah. Like, but now, find any random person who went to college in the last five years and I'll show you like 100 plus pictures of them. One one of the best, one of the best um, examples talked about that way 
Patton Oswalt had a stand-up. And he talks about the difference between the start of Bush's, W's presidency, 98, yeah. and like a year or two into Obama's. Yeah. And that's like your eight, nine years. Yeah. And he says, I wish I could go back to myself back when Bush won, after like Clinton left office, and tell him, no, dude, the future's awesome. We got a cool black president, and the, 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 the sum of human knowledge is on your phone in your pocket. What? Like in eight years. Yeah. That's what happened. And I don't think people realize what's going on. Especially if you come from like the Midwest or somewhere. If you come from rural or rural country or something like that, you know. I remember being a kid and not having indoor plumbing in places. Yeah. Not, and not because people were pissed poor, because mm-hmm. like the whole town didn't have it. Yeah. You know, everybody had an outhouse, that kind of stuff. And I mean, I, can, I can't even, I, I guess for like parent, my parents' generation, mm-hmm. they're just taking it in stride because they've seen, they, the changes they've seen from when they were kids and what the kids today have mm-hmm. is just to think in a lifetime that this has happened is almost unimaginable to me. Oh, it's 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 crazy. I don't. I can't imagine how we'd see any more innovation than that. People that live, people that are in their, so people that are in their nineties now, right? Like you know, pretty much the oldest people that are around, right? Like those people. Oh my goodness! I can't see how any person no. is ever going to see that much change in their lifetime. It it, it seems ridiculous, and yeah. it's funny too, because it's not the changes that they were predicting, right? Because what we're looking at is flying cars. And fashion basically being where nobody has sexual inhibitions and we're just wearing plastic see-through bags. You know, when <laughs> yeah. I was a kid, that was like, this is going to be fashion in the future. And I remember <laughs> like being a little pervert right kid going like, great, boobs everywhere. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited for this. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's not that stuff. It was always like, you know, it's like flying cars. They seemed to think that the future was going to accelerate through heavy industry and it didn't. But it's right in a way, like you said, like, people aren't. It's not the Blade Runner thing of people walking around with like plastic mats. You can just see tits everywhere, right. so you're desensitized to tits. Right. It's like no, that's not happened. But you are desensitized to tits. Yes. Because, because you can turn it on your phone. Yes. Anytime you want. Right. Exactly. It's exactly. like a different. Yes. The same result. But I mean, way. but just like honestly, it's like getting lost. Like when I first met my wife, and now we've been together for twenty-four years, and we go on road trips. Yeah. And we'd have eight maps in the car. For each state we're driving through. Yeah. And like, you'd open up my glove box, yeah. and it would just be a stack of maps. Let me ask anybody who's, shit, maybe even your age or younger, when was the last time you walked into a car and found a fucking map? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, if you saw, it would be weird if you did. If you'd be, be like, when was the last time you cleaned your car? <laughs> right. Exactly How right. is this car still running? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the changes are just like so... And it's funny, like, I mean, when I reflect upon it myself, it's like, wow, yeah, a lot has changed. But you kind of take it in the stride. You just go along with it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and I know there are so many things that I've... I've completely missed that whole Snapchat shit and WhatsApp and all that shit, which I'm just like... I don't know what it is and I don't care kind of thing. And I mean, one of the things that keeps me out of it is the fact that I don't have kids. Because obviously, like even when we were kids, we were the ones introducing technology to our parents kind of stuff. Like my mom was, when we freaking got a TV with a remote control, she thought it was a bloody phaser. And like she'd press a button and then look at the TV. I don't know if she thought she set it on fire or what the hell, but like every time she would press one button and... And you know, it used to be like if you would change the channels, if you want channel four or channel seven, you had to hit zero seven uh-huh. and, and enter. 
but she would go zero and then look up and then hit seven, but the zero had already disappeared off the thing. Yeah. So she'd hit seven and then nothing would happen there. You know, and it was just like, just give me the freaking remote. And it's just like hit the buttons, you know. So like I said, I don't have kids to introduce me to all this other shit, which it's at, at, at one time I'm like, oh, I kind of feel bad about that. But on the other hand, I'm like, oh, thank God I don't have to deal with that shit. And, yeah. and I can see now why older people were just like, oh, just get this shit out of my face. I don't want to, I don't want to deal. Why, why all these changes? Was this all necessary? It's a weird mixture of both. I feel like it's odd that we'd be in a situation now in the world where you'd have so much division or seemingly like, you know, people being confused about like, what you look at one group of people now, they're like, why do you think this? Why do you think that? Because almost there seems to be, there shouldn't be any room for ignorance anymore. Right. Because of the internet. Right. Because you can find anything. Right. Like it used to be the way, if you didn't know something, unless you knew somebody did the answer, you had to have the impetus to go to the library and look it up. Or like if you were lucky enough, like you know, we didn't have an encyclopedia in our house right. because we didn't. But I did have my Windows in Carter. Right. So I'd have to go on computer and yeah. load up in Carter and sit there and yeah. like in Carter pre Wikipedia, which is kind of crazy even think now. Yeah. Like before they came up with the idea of Wikipedia, right? You could Yahoo search or Google search, but because there wasn't a centralized database of information like Wikipedia, right? You, there was still an element of research about the internet. I remember being at school and you would have whole projects that would yes. be about find out the information on this thing. And it was actually still work. Yes. Because you just get a bunch of random pages and you had to figure out where the truth was. Right. Now, people don't even need to do that. They go, oh, Wikipedia. Well, but, but you know what? When I've, I never used to go to Wikipedia. And then I found out that anybody could go on a Wikipedia page and mm -hmm. change the fucking info. Mm -hmm. And so like when people say, oh, go to Wikipedia. I'm like, why? Because that's not, you're not necessarily going to get a fact. Because literally, I can go in there and change... I don't know, Mick Jagger's Wikipedia yeah. and put Mick Jagger one time like smoked, you know, Tomo Lovric's bone in a bar <laughs> in New York, downtown New York City. You know what Sounds I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Sounds right. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, he smoked this guy's bone. Did you hear yeah. about this? It's like, what? Wait, no, wait, wait a minute. But I mean, it's, it's, yeah, Wikipedia to me is not a reliable source of information at all. So it's a good example of both like ignorance is an excuse, but at the same time, it's almost like it's produced a generation of people that are more gullible. Yes. And they just believe anything Well, but, but I was going to say, you, you, it's like you said, because of the internet and the spread of information, there's almost no excuse for ignorance. Like at this point, like in my opinion, it's willful ignorance. Mm. And you would think it would unite people, and it seems to have done just the opposite. Yeah. Where people have just found like-minded idiots and like, what? No, science is bullshit. <laughs> Unless, you know, Trump is giving you the science, then it's real. It's like, well, no, no. The science, it, it's not wrong. And, and I try to tell people, like, especially, you know, being a scientist, and for whatever reason, it makes me kind of like a semi-celebrity in, in my acting circles. <gasps> You're a scientist. Like, what did you think about that, like, discovery with the, you know, black hole? I'm not an astrophysicist, guys. I was a biologist and a freaking analytical chemist. I, I, I don't know what the astrobiology, uh, the astrophysics is involved I can kind of give you an educated guess maybe but that's about it but like I always try to tell people science is not wrong or right and that's what a lot of people don't get science just is yeah there are methods that you follow and that's why like if you discover something you not only just publish your or you send your results in for a review you send in exactly what you did every step of the way so that then two three twelve fifteen other scientists can follow your discovery and your steps and repeat your results. 
And then if they all get the same results, then it's like, okay, we made a discovery here. And it's not right or wrong. It just is. Yeah. When people go like, oh, the science is wrong. It's not wrong. Your conclusion might be incorrect, but you shouldn't have an expectation that science has to meet. You can theorize what you think your results are going to. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not quite math. Yeah. You know, and, or, but in a way, it, it, it's actually it's exactly what math is. When you follow math the correct way, you're getting a result. It might not be the result you want, but this is the result. Well, math confuses me because there's there is certainly an element of math where like you're taught to a certain level of what math is, and you believe math is math because you know. Two it's plus numbers. two equals yeah. four, it's just and that's always the case. Right. But then there's this pseudo math. There's this secret extra level of math where you get super clever and you do a fucking doctorate or whatever, and you end up doing math and you get a Nobel Prize in math. We get to that person, and they're like, "Ah, oh, what's really interesting about math is you get to a certain point, and you realize two plus two is not always four. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, actually, it's not always because sometimes, because if you follow the math, eventually two plus two is not going to be four. It's going to be very close to four. It's going to be nearly four. Three point nine. It's not always four. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's theoretical <laughs> stuff, but like even math, like. You do when you do the equations, they won't lie. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you talk about how many dimensions are there? Physical dimensions, right? And you can think of four curves, mm -hmm. right? So you got length, width, depth, or height, whichever one you want to do, and time. Those are your four physical dimensions. But when they do it in formula, when you do it as a mathematical formula, there's mathematical proof for eleven dimensions. Uh -huh. So, you know, I mean... Twilight Zone. Right, well, I, right. So, you know, it's like, so <laughs> so you, you're absolutely right. You don't want to, like, eat a, a cannabinoid gummy bear and go read this book because <laughs> you're just going to be like, what the hell just... What just happened to me? Right. So, but but I, like I said, I always tell people science is not wrong. Science just is. There's a wrong way to do science. That is definitely there if you're not following the proper scientific method, if you're not recording everything. Because people always, like... The, and I've seen it like in industry where people want a result, you know, and, and I'm not going to mention where or, what or who, but like I've done experiments where I've gotten a result for a consumer product, let's say, and it's supposed to meet a specification between, you know, A percent and B percent. And I would get of the six samples I get, four of the samples fall between A percent and B percent mm -hmm. and two of the samples do not. Because they would be kept under different conditions. And then the guys who would make the product would say like, oh, well, okay, just repeat those two. I'm like, so you're rejecting the whole run. No, 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 these are fine. You don't have to run those again. No, I can't. Because if you're rejecting these two, you're rejecting my entire methodology. Yeah. And you're saying that these are wrong and I should run these again. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's exactly what you're saying because you asked me to run these without running these. So either you accept these as being wrong yeah. or you're accepting these as being wrong. So which one is it? But they would just, they would just make, and you know, the bosses would come and be like, just, just run it, just run it, just yeah. run it. And just keep running the, until it like barely eats. Oh, it's a good product. Let's send it out. It's like, what? No, you, you don't have a product. Well, that's like polity. Like, that sounds like world leaders now. That's like, right. You say that about, you know, products, but yeah. like that's on a world level. That's what it, People that don't, for the people that aren't in the room and they don't hear the reports, that's what it said. And, you know, not just America, anywhere else. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It sounds yeah. like, you know, the, the experts go into a room and they inform the 
world leader about a thing and they right. go, okay, well, uh, I like this bit, I don't like that bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they just interpret it however. Yeah. It's the fucking Bible. They just interpret it the way they want to. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I, I'll never forget MTV did this whole thing on racism back in the 90s. And it was just so ignorant. And I laughed out loud of because it was just so stupid. And it was this guy, and he was a, a, a Nazi. I, he wasn't in the Klan, but he was a skinhead Nazi and whatever. And he was from the South somewhere. And Kurt Loder is interviewing him. And he says, well, you know, it's just we got to live by the Bible. And he's going on. And Kurt Loder says, well, you know, doesn't the Bible say doubt you should love thy neighbor? And the guy says, without missing a beat. Well, that's because when they wrote the Bible, they didn't know that there'd be N-words living next door. <laughs> and I mean... Like, I just laughed out loud, like, and, and like, outraged, like, this, and, and that was basically all these divisions, especially in the U.S., but now in the world everywhere, because it seems everybody's going fucking right-wing lunatic, you know, it, 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 in a nutshell, it was just like, oh, no, that's right, you just want to follow whatever you want to follow, as long as it fits your purposes, you're not really following this. You're not, because if you follow the teachings, this is not how you would behave. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's cherry picking, and everybody does it, and everybody's always done it, and everyone's going to always do it, and that's just what it is. And, and I mean, it's, it's very noble, and it's good to fight to change people's ideas and thinking and try to get there, but if you ask me, it's going to be a long-ass time before that happens. Yeah, I have no idea. It's going to be so interesting to see what the world's like in... 50 know, years. 50 years, yeah. what, what people are going to be like. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny because I feel like, you know, I feel like when these people in the 40s trying to think up like a science fiction novel, because I feel like it will be like an apocalypse. Yeah. Like, like they would say in the 40s, they'd be like, well, if it ever gets to that point, the world will surely be destroyed. <laughs> surely. <Yeah. laughs> That's what I feel like now. I feel like, oh, if it keeps going this way. The, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, now that we've gotten heavy, let's get to yeah. Strong Girl Bomb soon, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to put some like a little asterisk on this episode to be like some, there was a bit of a science talk, some philosophy. Uh, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I will definitely put that. It's like <laughs> some, some heavy subjects were broached. Let's put mm. it that way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so she comes out of the station. This is still, we're getting past the first scene Who here. Who knew that this, this K drama would... Uh, would evoke so much conversation, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She comes, she comes out of police station talking to the CEO kid. He says, shouldn't there be a thank you? And she starts talking to him, and they literally start playing the... They give her a funk tune, and you're like, yeah. what? And then she walks off, and she walks away. And then the CEO gets in the car with his uh, uh, right-hand man driving. And he sits in the car, and he's frustrated with this girl. He's like, one of those. And then he looks at her as she's walking by. And then they start playing romantic interest music. Yeah. And it sounds like if you've ever gone into a Korean restaurant, whether it's sushi or whatever it is, any kind of Korean restaurant, and they play the K-pop on the radio, and it comes to this Mariah Carey-ish kind of music in the background, this is what they're playing literally yeah. right now. And we're like, okay, so he's falling hard for this girl, like big time. And he's frustrated about it. So, next scene. Now, was the next scene her going into the shop? Or was the next scene him going into his headquarters? I think it was her going into the shop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they show a, um, I guess like a, a cafe, a confectionery shop, something. It's, it's a cafe because uh, all the on the outside there's in English, well, in French, 
really. Right. But uh, they have all the coffee on the yes, outside painted on the walls. That's right. And they're selling uh, nuts. There was like oh, pistachios yeah. and walnuts and whatever. And they start off with like a guy getting a big scoop of like shelled walnuts out of a bag and throws them on the scale for a woman. And as they're doing that, once again, it's the video game sound effects. It's like, boom. Bing, 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 bing. It's almost like Sonic the Hedgehog with the coins. It's like, what, what's going on here? So our girl walks in. Um, and she's talking. There's an older guy and a young woman. So before our girl walks in, there's a customer there. They put the walnuts in a bag. They wrap it up. They turn it around. And there's like, a, and it was supposed to be like a, a, a walnut pie tart or something was actually written in English yeah. on, on, on the bag, like on a sticker. And the customer takes the bag and leaves. So our girl walks in and she's talking to the guy. And he's kind of laughing. There's another young girl behind the counter with him. And then an older woman walks in. Again, from a distance, you thought she was not older until they like kind of did a close-up on her. Again, flawless skin. Everyone's got flawless yeah. skin. It's this, whatever Korean uh, cosmetic company must be sponsoring this because nobody's skin was... Except for the cops who were like injured, quote-unquote. Yeah, nobody's yeah. skin had even a mar on him. Not even like the old cop. He just, he just looked like a perfectly coy like person. Yeah. So she walks in and she's eating... Which I couldn't tell what the hell she was eating on a fork. It was something crunchy. I don't know if it was a carrot or some kind of turnip or something. And the older woman walks in and starts basically berating the daughter. Well, we don't know it's the daughter yet. She just starts berating the girl. And the older guy is just kind of quiet. And she's berating. And she's berating big time because there was a phrase she kept on repeating. It was literally something like, Bing, bing, bang. Yeah. And she said like three times in a row. And Sean <laughs> bing, and I... Bing, bang. Bing, yeah. And Sean and I looked at each other going like, she's in some shit because this woman said bing, bing, bang like three times. There's She's, she's speaking that fifth element language. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Bing, right. Bing, bing, bop. Dallas multipass. That's right. Lilo Dallas multipass. Yeah. Then from there we go to the guy, the kid who's the CEO. And the elevator opens, and he's like, has this perfect outfit on. Uh, multiple layers. I don't know how. That's the other thing. Man, they must have the AC cranked up in these fucking shoots because <laughs> not only do you have all these like lights on you, the kid had like four or five layers on him yeah. because there was a big overcoat. Then he had like a, like a coat that you would wear in this kind of weather, the 40 degree weather. Then there was like a shirt over that. Then it looked like a cardigan and a turtleneck. And I was like, I would literally come out with my face like beat red and just ready to stab somebody in the fucking eye. The yeah. minute they just said action, I'd be like, oh, it's like, get me something cold. And so the kid, and he's looking supremely confident. And the elevator opens and he starts moving like he's gliding. And I'm like, oh my God, he's on one of those little uh, 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 scooters that the kids use. And he's gliding through the building, and his second in command is there. He's like, "Help!" Well, well, first his second in command and whoever was there, another secretary, whatever, bow down from the waist to the to the to the CEO kid. Um, and then he gives his second in command a high five, and it, it's hilarious to me when you watch a lot of these Asian TV shows, whether they're Chinese or whatever. Whenever there's somebody who's in a position of business power. Mm. They're always treated like they're like uh, uh, the emperor's children of the sky god and the sun, you know, and everyone, and they just enjoy it. It's almost like this 
perverted, I'm a kind Darth Vader is what I really am. Yeah. Kind of stuff. The way they walk in and they have billowy capes and yeah. like these coats and whatever. And it's just, <laughs> and this looks like when you walk in, he has all these like anime like statues. So my guess is the kid is just some software whiz and he's made a super popular video game or cartoon or whatever it is. And so he goes into his office, his second in command comes in, and they're talking, and, and, and the CEO kid starts telling him something, and the guy's replying to him, and then all of a sudden, he's getting a flashback of our girl from before. And again, it's just like this, like, music, like, uh, 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 it's almost like, these boots are gonna walk all over you. You know, it's like Nancy Sinatra in the background, you don't know what's happening, and her face is just like... And he's just standing there, mouth open, like, oh. And then he's telling the guy something, like, it's like, I, uh, find her, you know, get a number, whatever. He's just like winging out. Then from there, we go to a scene where you see a woman dressed up from the back, blonde wig, tight little dress that comes not quite down to the knees, about halfway up the leg, mm. in heels. And they're these just skinny, <laughs> knobbly legs. And they don't look like they've walked in heels actually a whole hell of a lot. But you see like the hotel lobby. No, this is like Bruce Jenner's legs. You're right. Like, it, it, literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. And, and uh, uh, um, it's the hotel lobby. And you see this woman. and all, You see it's a woman. And it's supposed to be this curvy, sexy walk. And... I don't know if this person was actually a woman or not that was doing this shot, but she was the least curvy woman I've ever seen. She yeah. literally looked like a 12-year-old girl pretending to be curvy. Or I should even say a 10-year-old girl pretending to be curvy. Yeah, yeah. It was like a little bit like almost disturbing how uncurvy she was. And I was just like, oh my God. It's like this is, if this is supposed to be like erotic and kind of bring me up, I don't know. I guess tastes are different everywhere and that's fine, but it definitely isn't doing anything for me. And she's going up the stairs, and you obviously hear, and this is uh, uh, um, your typical uh, a stereotype. You see, you see a guy, you hear a knock on a door. I guess it's a hotel suite. And you see a guy, and he just poured, you, you only, the shot of him is from like uh, uh, um, below the chest and to, to hip level. And you see uh, like a nightstand. And there's a bottle of booze on it, and there's syringes filled on it, and there's just cash money everywhere. And someone knocks on the door. You know and what it is when you, you know, when you're that rich, and you just you literally don't have the space in your pockets for your cash. You just have to just hire hotel rooms to just leave your cash lying right around. Right, exactly. And I mean, if you're gonna have a good time, scotch is not enough. Yeah. You gotta have some heroin. You gotta have some coke. I mean. Anyway, so, and of course, it's never a guy in his 20s. It's a guy in his 70s. Like, Jesus, dude, doesn't your liver, like, suffer from this? What are you doing? So he's sitting there, and the knock comes, you know, like that. And, and then he goes, ah, oh, and he said, I forget what he said, but he was just like, something and I turned to show and I'm like that's a good time I don't care yeah. what language that is that dude's having a good time and he's ready to have an even better time yeah. that's what that means so the woman walks in and there's a red curtain 
that's in her way. And she starts doing this dance that's, again, supposed to be sexy and erotic. And it's awful. It looks like she's got an itchy ass and she's trying to scratch it without actually using her hands. It reminds me of The Room. It's very much like <laughs> Very much, yes, 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 yes. You could just replace that guy with Tommy Wiseau and be like, oh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> look at the way I like the roses. Oh. Oh. <laughs> right. You touch my neck, I go, oh. Yeah, and the guy, the old guy, is saying, "Come here, come here." Yeah, pretty much. At least that's the interpretation. And then you see him; his bed is surrounded by the red curtain, and yeah. he can't see. And the person's in the shade, kind of. He can't see. And he's like, "Ah, come here!" So finally, he gets off the bed and he comes here and he says something. And then the girl basically takes the guy's arm, whips it around his back in a hold, and slaps him down on top of the table that has the money and the booze. And you realize this is the cop from earlier on. Yeah, yeah. And his lips are all done up, and you're like, and, and, and I admit it, I even said it to Sean, I said, man, he's got some full lips, because those, like, in that yeah. lipstick, it really looks good. But I'm <laughs> like, if those were really his legs, I don't know how he qualified to be a cop, because he doesn't look like he can run more than a block without fainting from just hunger. Yeah. Be so, because. And he went all out. I'm like, it's like, oh, you went all out in that situation. It's like, why, uh, why would you go to that extent? A very specific extent, it's like either you have no hair on your whole body or you waxed your legs specifically for this. The look you were wanting needed you to have like, sheer to leggings, see your sheer leggings. Like, you could just be wearing like leather like pants, right? Could have gone with like, yeah, I'm just gonna wear like leather pants, or, right? Like, be a dominatrix, jeans. yeah, because he had it was a floral, it was like a floral dress, like a layered floral yeah. dress that came above the knees, like you said, uh, <laughs> sheer pantyhose. Uh, a cream like pumps yeah and then he like slaps this old guy and apparently the old guy must have said i paid a lot of money for you to have sex with uh -huh. and then he had the right to arrest him and then he slaps the old guy in the head a couple of times with a wig yeah and then you go back to the police station and he's like, why was he dancing why did he even entertain that <laughs> why did you do the sexy dance you're a police officer you're already in the room this is already basically entrapment to the highest degree. <laughs> Why are you dancing? The dance was to make it not entrapment because he could always tell the oh. court, I was just having a good time <laughs> because Britney Spears came on, yeah. toxic, and I just couldn't help myself because that's such a catchy rhythm. You know, so that's what that was. But anyway, so he, next scene is he's in the police station and an older guy is questioning him and he's pissed off. And the older guy is kind of being patient and the tone was kind of like, silly boy, you can't do that. Kind of, you know, all you've done is bring dishonor to your department. You know, that that's yeah, kind of yeah. like the, the, the tone that seems to be there. And the kid is pissed off and he punches the table. And then he gets up and leaves. And then they show back his uh, squad room where they're all detectives. Did they show the two uniform cops talking yet? No. No. So they go squad room. And, and I will say this. So far about the show. Did we miss the scene with the kidnapping yet? Was that somewhere between then? Or was that, that right was after right that? That was the end, I think that was. That was towards the end? I think it was. Yeah. Okay. So, I, and I said it early on, a couple of things about the show. The production value is really fabulous. The camera work is great. The editing is nice. Yeah. Aside from the odd video game music and video game sound effects every time somebody made yeah. a face, which was bizarre, it was really well done. And... In terms of set building, yeah, yeah. when they showed that squad room in the beginning, and I mean, I've been in police stations, it looked like a squad room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not those, you know, with giant 80-inch screens for every cop, you know, and, and these track lights and warehouse look. No, no, no. It looked like a squad room. It looked like a squad room that was used daily. So, like, big, big, big uh, uh, props to whoever was basically the prop master and the set builder or whatever. Yeah. It, it really lent it some realism. It good, yeah, it wasn't one of these silly... We've seen a few Asian uh, TV shows that are kind of cheap and not good, but... This is a lot more like someone here is like trying to copy the Jessica Jones. Little, kind of like right, right. Make it realistic. Kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to put about money in this. Take it kind of seriously, but have fun. Yes, and, yeah. yes, exactly. So, um, they showed a squad room and all his like cops that were there earlier. They're all on lunch break, obviously. And they're all eating bowls full of noodles, whatever. Watching TV, having a good time. And then the kid walks in. The kid cop walks in with a big box and a bunch of files on top and drops it on the table. And says whatever he says, which to me translated as, we got a shitload of work to do and we got to get it done in two days. And the, all the other cops are pissed off because they're like, oh, dude, you know, we were watching whatever, a soccer game, whatever we were watching. We were having a good time, having lunch, and you just freaking shit on us all with this work shit. So from there it goes to a scene and you see, you see two cops in uniform. One is obviously the boss cop, both high ranking. I don't know, one is the chief of police and the other is maybe a commandant or whatever the ranks are. And he's talking to somebody on the phone and he's being chastised, obviously. His ass is getting chewed out because he's being very deferential and, you know, doing the whole yes, sir, yes, sir. And then he hangs up and then he looks at the other cop and he's like, all right, what's going on? We have to figure out blah, blah, blah. Then it goes to the house. You see a pair of feet. With nails being dried. And, uh, uh, no, no, no. No, then it goes to the, the kidnapping scene, I think. I might have this, I might have the, the sequence here wrong. But anyway, it shows a car driving down a dark highway, 1997. It says. And, uh, there's two kids in the back crying. And there's a guy basically yelling at them. And it, it's not a harsh yell. It's almost like, mm, stop it. Mm. it, it it's kind of like that. So, you don't quite know the relationship. And they show the two kids. It's a boy and a girl. The boy is older than the girl. And the boy is really... And we both mentioned it. The kids are really good. Yeah. Because it seems like they're crying. It seems like they're really distraught. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not that fake... <laughs> where they cover their face and just go... <laughs> yeah. Like, the kids are, like, crying. Both of them. And the little girl's talking to the guy. And he's basically telling them to shut up. And the little boy pees himself. And she says he peed himself. And he's like, shut up. And then the little girl kicks the door to the car as it's going down this deserted highway. Kicks the door open and it goes flying off the hinges onto the highway. And the guy freaks out and pulls over. And I guess this is to show us that the girl has superpowers since she was a little kid. So she grabs the, 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 the other... She grabs the boy and they go off running. And um, you see the guy who's... And now you realize, okay, this must be a kidnapper or something. He gets out of the car and runs after her, and he goes to grab her, and she shoves him, and he goes flying, like 20, 30 feet. Mind you, she's in, in this scene, four, five-year-old girl, maybe, yeah. something like that. And um, she grabs her brother again and goes running down the hallway. He runs back to the car, and he goes, and it looks like he's going to run her over. She gently nudges her brother to the side of the road, and basically sticks her hand out. Mm. And, the car, and then they show the car basically... Like raising up like it just hit a, like a concrete barrier and falling down. Yeah. And the guy's knocked out cold and she's just standing there with her hand on the hood. 
And you're like, okay, so this girl is super strong. And I said this at the time, and it always bothers me in all these superhero movie tropes a little bit. I like the ones where they try to get a little bit of realism in it. And the one that I don't like is they never pay attention to mass and, you know, strength, those kinds of things. So you can be super strong, okay? And your muscular density can be really good and strong, which means when you get on an elevator, you probably can't have more than another person on an elevator with you because it's meant for a thousand pounds. Because if you're going to get hit with a, you know, truck yeah. and none of your bones snap and you don't bruise, you're going to have to be really, really dense. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're doing it realistically and a car hits you, anything that has more mass than you is going to knock you flying because physics just has to be obeyed. I feel like it's... Is it like... Because I'm not... Is it the equivalent of... Because I'm not very good at science, people. Like an <laughs> ant. Me flicking an ant. Like if I flick an ant, that ant won't die. Like right. You think if it was the equivalent situation of right. something that big yes. hitting me, I would die... Right. I can flick an ant yes. and can go fly to no, another no. thing. That's actually, that's actually a perfect analogy. You're absolutely yeah. right. Because you can flick an ant, it'll go 20 feet, which to me and you would be like half yeah. a mile, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. just get up, shake it off, and keep going. It's like, you're absolutely right. Ants yeah. have superpowers, yeah. and they can lift whatever it is, uh, 40 times, 50 times their weight kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. That should happen. Because the mass behind it no. is like, nothing will happen to you, but it's going to take you a while <laughs> to get back there to fight again. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what always bothers me. And even if you could go like, okay, they can mentally control their density. All right, fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but then every other object that they do doesn't have that capacity. No. Because you'll see like, what was it in Hitch that bothered me? Uh, Charlize Theron, when she uh, 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 reveals herself as also being super powered, picks up an 18-wheeler by like a wheel and lifts it up, stands it straight up like an exclamation point and smacks it down on Will Smith. You mean Hancock? Uh, Hancock, yeah, what I say? I said Hitch. Sorry, sorry. Interesting part of that film. I was like, I'm going to teach you how to talk to women. Was that the director's cut? I'm sorry. Hancock, right. And she picks it up and drops it on him. It's like, okay, I will... I will swallow the fact that you're super strong that you can lift an 18-wheeler. Yeah, yeah. But if you pick up an 18-wheeler by the wheel, yeah. it doesn't have the necessary stiffness material-wise <laughs> no. for you to be holding it by the wheel <laughs> and to have the full whatever that 18-wheeler happens to be, 53,000 pounds, to be held by that wheel. It would f come off the axle, the trailer would fall right off, and the truck would fall on your foot. It yeah. wouldn't hurt you, but the truck would just fall on your foot and you'd be end up with a tire. Yeah. Now, if you picked up the whole trailer kind of got <coughs> under it and lifted... Because that was like the whole thing in the early, in the early Supermans. Whenever you see him lift it, he would always actually get under a vehicle and lift it. Yeah. And he would shoulder press it. It's like, I'll buy that. Yeah. But if you grab it by the bumper and you do it... No, the bumper's <laughs> just going to tear right off. You yeah. can't do it. The car's not super-powered. Just, I love the idea of someone watching that. That's almost like cute Stan Lee moment. They'd be like, get me the number of the guy who makes that bumper. Like, <laughs> That's some crazy glue. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nah, a real superhero. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so anyway. So the little girl, so that's the memory. So this is where kind of, at least we are in the 20 minutes, we're introduced to her being super strong. And then they go to the house and... Um, uh, 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 
you see the woman that was berating her earlier is drying her toenails on the guy who's running the shop. So that's mom, that's dad, and she's eating strawberries with her brother, and they're just chatting. And um, she seems upset about something. And then the scene goes back to the police station, and the chief of police, who was getting berated on the phone earlier, is talking to the young CEO, who seems to be kind of like, mm, eh, you know, like, kind of dictating stuff. Because whatever reason, I guess they're showing that in that culture, as long as you're a successful businessman, mm. everyone else kind of bows down to you. The law, everybody, nothing matters, you know, because you made a lot of money, so you're better than everybody kind of stuff. And um, there was another scene in there where it was just her and her brother talking, and he was, like, saying stuff to her, and she seemed unhappy, while she's literally, like, taking wallets between two fingers and just kind of splitting them in half. Yeah. So her brother's aware of her superpowers, yeah. at the very least. And then, she, oh, and then she gets a phone call. That's the other thing that irritates me with super strength, that happens in all things with super strength, is that I don't understand how they man. It's like they would need to have a switch on them where they can manually put the settings of their strength, because I don't understand the spectrum of being able to control how much strength you use on something. I don't have like because no, when you put it in perspective, it's mad. Well, I, like as a as a four year old child, she could stop a car and smash it, and she didn't break a sweat, and she didn't look like she put any effort in. Right. And then as like an adult, she's like cracking these nuts. Right. Like without pulverizing them. Yeah. Like surely it should. Well, that that with age comes control. I mean that that yeah. was kind of like what was really nice in uh, the Andrew Garfield. Spider-Man. Yeah. When yeah. they show him, and he wakes up in the morning, he's all sleepy, he goes to turn the water on, and he just rips the faucet off. And oh, he's yeah, kind of like, yeah, yeah. what the hell? And then he leans on the sink, and he breaks it off, and he's like, what's happening? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's kind of like, well, you would think somewhere along, theoretically speaking, in the brain, the brain would change enough where those gradations would come in full, right? Because otherwise... Everything you do, you're killing everybody. Right? Yeah. Superman is never sleeping with Lois Lane because he'll just like literally rip her in half. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, and so I, so you would think that would happen. Like I said, I can take these little leaps because yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a big comic book fan, but I, I would wish somebody would make a realistic one where that happens when a truck hits a dude. It's kind of like um, The Incredibles sort of did that. Mm-hmm. Like Mr. Incredible would get slapped, but he would never just stay in one spot. He'd yeah, get yeah. thrown, you know, halfway across whatever, get up and keep running because he is indestructible, but he, his body's kind of obeying the, 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 yeah. the laws of physics, you know? He's not just going to stand there and, and let a locomotive hit him, you know? It, like when he went to stop the train, like broke all the little, uh, 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 what you call railroad ties, yeah, yeah. and then finally he got it to stop, but, you know, that train, he was not going to just stop that train. I mean, he could have run into it and knocked it off the tracks. That's what he could have done. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. You know, so th- th- I like it when they obey that a little bit more than, yeah. Okay, then this is a big nerd alert. I've gone, like, right yeah. down the nerd rabbit hole. <laughs> so. No, I agree. It makes a, it does make a lot of sense. And it's a, it's a, I mean, I, it is boring to watch if they do obey all the time. Okay? It's almost yes. like... The Superman, the Man of Steel movie, a little bit in theory, kind of ended up being like that. It started this trend of like superhero, you know, when they've got the same strength and they're super strong, and then it's just, you know, it gets pointless because they punch them, then they fly. 
yes. you know, half a mile in the other direction and hit, smash them into pieces and they're fine. But they are flying around, but nothing is affecting them. But it's just so crazy and bombastic. Yes, yes. It's like, oh, fuck, this is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, I guess like, it all depends on the director who's going to, which direction they're going to go with it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so then um, our CEO guy's talking to the cop. And then we see the scene is the CEO's number two is having a drink and they're in the waiting room and the girl is across from him and she's like having a Slurpee or something, some kind of pink concoction. And he's just staring at her and he's kind of like weirded out by her doing this. Why he's weirded out, I don't know. And that's basically our 20 minutes. Yeah. It was, it was entertaining. I have to say I was, I was interested I yeah. even said it. I might go back and like put on the subtitles and watch it. It's it's. I want to say it's almost like. I'm trying to think of a good analogy from American or British even TV. Suba. <laughs> God, <laughs> we should probably revisit Suba at some point. Just yeah. like 20 episodes later, just see what the hell's going on. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of as if. I'm trying to think, like something that was campy. If if it's almost like if you're watching like the Michael Keaton Batman, uh-huh. but they're putting in cartoon cartoon sounds, it's a little bit lighter. It's almost like that the TV show. Yeah, they're trying to keep it realistic. The cartoon sound effects and the video game sound effects are kind of making it like what, but. Overall, the story was kind of easy to follow. Oh, we forgot the scene. They showed all the like injured cops in, in, oh. the, in the room where they're all freaking out over something. They're all pissed off. Big yeah, woo-ha-ha. Yeah. And then in the end, one guy who's like literally like bed-bound with his head all wrapped up is getting all mad and tra- they're trying to calm him down. And his face gets beat red, yeah. literally. And there's steam coming out his ears and all the other cops are trying to calm him down. So somehow, these are the guys that are going to want restitution from the girl, because my guess is she somehow inadvertently beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was one of the scenes we forgot, which was just so silly looking. So, so that's, that's, that's uh, Strong Girl Bong Soon. Or yeah. Bong Soon. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Bong, I guess, yeah, B-O-N-G, Bong Soon. <laughs> maybe she's gonna. She'll maybe, get bonged. I was gonna say maybe she's an advocate for like uh, legalizing marijuana. Yeah. Strong girl bong soon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. So before we f- figure out what's going on here, why don't we review our food and drink? Let's go with Cubby's barbecue. Uh, what do you have to? You had the barbecue pork sandwich. I had a half rack ribs. Um, I will go say with the half record. I will put this caveat: Cubby's barbecue. The meat is fantastic. It's really good. It's very pricey, especially considering when you walk into the restaurant because it's kind of like diner style. You're like, yeah. oh, it's a barbecue joint, and they literally give you plastic plates or paper plates and plastic knives and forks. Yeah. And you walk in and you want, oh, let me have a ribeye steak, and they want forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like, oh, it's grade A beef, and I'm like, okay, but it's forty dollars for a plastic spoon, and <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, uh. So there's that caveat. That being said, though, I had the half rack of ribs, and they were delicious. They were super tender, fall off the bone. They were fantastic. I mean, in terms of food quality, it really, I, I thought it was fantastic. I, 
I would give my ribs, I would give my ribs a, the sauce is a little bit sweet, but that's me. Yeah. Um, I would give my ribs a 4.3 because I thought they were very, very good. Yeah. I thought they were very good. What about yourself? Um, yeah, I get, I, I, it, it was good. I think, uh, I've, I've been once before. I think I've probably had a very similar thing. Uh, and, and that is because I'm not having grown up with barbecue cuisine, American barbecue cuisine. I, I, I often get kind of a little bit, um, what's the word? I get a little bit intimidated oh, okay. Flustered, by yeah. the options and like the, the, sp- and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want. Like in England, <laughs> it's like barbecue chicken. Here you go. Barbecue beef, barbecue <laughs> pork. There's like it's barbecue sauce and it's that meat. Go. <laughs> so barbecue food over here, it's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, what, what, what do I want? I'm like, oh, do I want? There's so many options. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know that the more sensible option is to do like, yeah, get the ribs or, you know, get the, the specific cut. Of the right, thing, right, right, right. Or get the brisket or something. Right. But I, I always go for the safe choice. Okay. Where I'm like, oh, just get the pork sandwich. Um, and I think I probably suffered for that because it was just like, it was good, but it was exactly what it was. You know, it was just, a, you know, it was a barbecue pork sandwich. Right, right, right. It's kind of like, eh, you kind of get it anywhere. Right. You, it's like the one thing on the menu you'd expect to get at a diner that was just a diner. Right. That wasn't a barbecue place. They'd be like, oh, we do a barbecue pork sandwich. You know? Right, 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 right. So, um, but it was, it was very nice, but I just, you know, it, you know, if I went again, I probably would get something that was a little more barbecue-y. Right. Um, but yeah, it was nice. I'd probably give it a four. Four. I think it was nice. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it, and it was the side. You know, the, there were lots of the sides were were big. A whole massive. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Sides, the sides I said were, a potato, yeah. and it was like the biggest baked potato. I, I've seen that in my was life. that baked potato had to be two pounds of ice. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You did get a lot of sides. I will say that it was. Yeah, yeah the mashed potato was nice. It's kind of hard because potatoes don't travel. We actually. I offered it with those French fries, so I refried the French fries in some bacon fat, and they were delicious and yeah, crispy. Yeah, really yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a star. There, a little asterisk on that yeah. review. Okay, uh, drink. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I I liked it. I thought it was good. Like, again, we've had another, like we said another one that sort of surprised us a little bit. Um, yeah. Not not what I was expecting. Uh, I feel like the last time we had a drink from this one, uh-huh. which was the uh, Forgot, we had the. Funnel cake. Funnel cake. That was one of the early episodes, actually. Yeah, yeah maybe it's hard to tell because perspective is off, maybe now. But I feel like it was a stronger. It was. A little it was. Like, it was much creamier. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fuller. You look yeah. full of a full of a beer. Yeah. Um, which is. Uh, it was a heartier beer. It was because it was almost the opposite of what I'd expect. Yes. I remember thinking like, oh, it's going to be a sweet, light kind of fluffy. Beer. Yeah, it yeah, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, beer. yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of the opposite of that. Um, it was very nice. It was a tasty beer. It was, it, even though it's a porter, which is good, it, yeah. it wasn't hot enough for like to, to keep me... I wouldn't feel satisfied of like, you know, a cold winter night drinking. Right, like, no. Yeah, I feel a little short-changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could drink... You, know, you could drink this at a barbecue. Yes. Like, oh. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So? So, yeah, I'd give it a... Uh, i give it a... Three eight. Three eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, again, like like you said, last couple of beers, we've been very surprised by what's being said about what kind of like the descriptions. Mm-hmm. And I would call this a, a black lager 
before I would call it, or even a black IPA before. I w actually, I wouldn't say IPA because it wasn't hoppy enough, but a black lager for sure. It was very light. It was unexpected because it says coffee porter. Yeah. So I was, I was expecting something heavier, something more robust. But that doesn't mean it was bad at all. I, uh, I like the flavor. Like you said, it was very light. Super easy to drink. It's 6.7%. Comes in a nice 16-ounce can. I mean, this is actually a very, very nice beer. Mm. It's just... It throws you. And I don't know why. And I don't know if that's just the human mind or whatever. Expecting one, you get something else. It's not an unpleasant surprise, but it kind of throws off because your expectations were in one direction. Yeah. And so, I mean, initially I was kind of like, oh, I was a little bit disappointed. But as I drank it more, I was like, no, this is a very nice beer. I just, you know, had to get over the fact that I was expecting something else in my mind. But, um, yeah, like you said, at a barbecue in the summertime, you could easily drink this because mm. uh, it's not heavy at all. Uh, yeah, I'd give. I, I I think I'm with you. I'm giving this a three point eight because I thought it was a very very solid, very nice beer. Hmm. Very nice beer. So, strong girl bong soon. What do you think, my friend? Anything's going on? What, tell you what. I'll tell you what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And I know the description says she was going to have a love triangle. And I'm guessing we're just seeing the beginnings of it. Yeah. My guess is she is eventually going to rule the town with an iron fist. Uh -huh. Because she's already with showing... Iron fist. With an iron fist. No, not with iron fist. No. <laughs> she would crush him. She would absolutely crush him because he's just so useless. He got canceled even by Netflix. Yeah. What, what, is, what does he know? But because she already showed by having those walnuts, just mm -hmm. like in half, that was a metaphor that she's going to crush every guy's nuts in uh -huh. that town. And she's going to basically take over the police and take over the biggest company and rule the town with an iron fist while walking around with her red hair and her lollipop. That's what I think is going on here. Okay. She was going to become basically Bong Soon Empress of Town. Yeah. That's what it's going to end up being called. Interesting. And it's not going to be even strong girl Bong Soon. It's going to be Bong Soon Lick My Feet. Yeah. Huh. But, but Bong Soon exclamation point yeah, yeah. lick my feet exclamation point yeah. not bong soon lick my feet because that would make her subservient but i don't think that's going to happen yeah, yeah she's just going to basically rule the town and eventually my guess is she's going to have enough of her mom mom and accidentally like slap her and put her in a coma yeah okay and that's going to take her down the evil path that's okay, what i think is going to happen that's what i think is happening yeah yeah, yeah. what about yourself i'm th i'm th i'm seeing like uh I'm seeing it turn into like a Shakespearean, like a Twelfth Night adaptation is what's going to happen here, where the young cop who dresses up like a you know woman is going to end up inadvertently having the CEO fall in love with him. <laughs> He's going to like see him dress. I don't know because he get really likes that dress and keeps wearing. It. I don't know. Going to see him and like be like, oh yes, I fall in love with. Oh, interesting. And then the initial girl that he fell for. Uh -huh. Is gonna be like going after him. They're like, "Hey, I thought you liked me," and he's like, "Oh, I found this other girl now." And he's like, "Oh shit!" But he dresses the girl is also in love with the real girl, uh, and then it's this trying. It's literally Twelfth Night. That's what, ha that's what happens in Twelfth Night. Uh, uh, okay. In this, that's I believe that's what's gonna happen. This is a is this Korean Twelfth um, Night. Yeah, that's what that's what I believe is happening. I, I, I say I like that. <laughs> I like that interpretation a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That's that's our analyses. Mm -hmm. um, once again, the the 
TV show is called Strong Girl Bong Soon. You can find it on Netflix. We reviewed Last Brunch by Forgotten Boardwalk Brewery. Very nice beer. And we had uh, food from Cubby's Barbecue, which is good stuff. Uh, Sean wasn't as, as high on, on the sandwich, but he gave it actually a good grade, so it was a good sandwich. And I had ribs that are fantastic. Like I said, the food is really good. The meat is really top-notch yeah. quality. But they're charging you basically the kind of price if you went to Peter Luger's in the city. I, I, it's got to be the only way they're staying in business. It's got to be I would, I would, with that quality of meat, I would have to imagine. Because you take that price down, I can't see that. I've never seen it be that busy. It's never like, I don't see any cars. That, you know, it's in a weird place, kind of. Yeah. Unless you like get a lot of people from the prison. <laughs> I have no idea. But I mean, when you, when you look at it, like that half rack... Compare that to an Applebee's half rack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Applebee's half rack was like two of those ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, you know, so it's like, okay. So, I mean, they do give you a lot. So, so yeah. don't think you'll be skimped, but you will be paying a premium for it. Mm. It's good food, but expect to pay. So, it's not yeah. something you want to bring yourself and your kids and your kids' teammates to unless you're planning on dropping like close to... Freaking a thousand dollars! Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a little weird for, for in in that perspective. And, and I think you're right actually because the the barbecue I tested in mine a little too sweet for my taste as yeah. well. Uh, I prefer the smokier barbecue. Yeah, than the I, I, barbecue. they 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 tend to yeah they tend to like most barbecue things, particularly in the Northeast, they like to put in so much maple syrup and sugar and all that, and I'm just like. I'm not a fan. I like Southwest, Southwest barbecue better because they tend to lend to the spicier side. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our show, folks. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya.